welcome to Le Bommo, a podcast about language learning by ACA, a language training school based in Quebec, Canada. This podcast is designed for people who are learning languages, and each episode will cover a different topic connected to language learning. Thank you for joining us today. I'm your host, Britta Potion Reader. I've been teaching English as a second language for over 10 years, and I'm learning French and Spanish. Language is my passion. This week, I'm joined by my guest, Karina Mitchell Baudin. Karina is an Executive Vice President and Chief Risk Officer at Farm Credit Canada. In this position, she leads the team accountable for overseeing the management of enterprise, credit, market, and operational risks at FCC. Karina has a Bachelor of Administration degree from the University of Regina, and she's a Chartered Professional Accountant chartered accountant, and a CFA charter holder. We're going to be talking about learning French. And because both Karina and I are learning this language, we're going to begin our interview in French and then continue our discussion in English. Let's get started. Karina, bienvenue à Les Bons Mots. C'est un plaisir de vous avoir sur le balado. Bonjour, Brita. C'est mon plaisir d'être ici aujourd'hui avec vous. Pourriez-vous commencer par nous parler de Financement Agricole Canada? C'est FAC en français et FCC en anglais. Pour nos écouteurs qui ne le connaissent pas. Donc, Financement Agricole Canada, ou FAC, est le seul prêteur entièrement dédié à l'agriculture et à l'agroalimentaire au Canada. Nous offrons du financement, des connaissances et des logiciels à près de 100 000 clients. Nous formons une équipe de plus de 2100 employés travaillant à partir de 100 bureaux qui sont situés principalement dans les régions rurales du Canada. FAC est au service de l'industrie qui nourrit la planète en inspirant l'innovation et la passion. Donc, FAC est une partie essentielle de notre réseau des agriculteurs ici au Canada. Oui, absolument. C'est une grosse partie de l'industrie. Oui. Et quel est votre poste à FAC? Pourriez-vous nous parler de ce que vous faites? Uh, je suis le vice-président exécutif et chef de la gestion du risque. Je dirige l'équipe responsable de surveiller la gestion du risque opérationnel, d'entreprise, de crédit et de marché à FAC. Uh, nous travaillons avec les autres employés de FAC à identifier, évaluer, mesurer et gérer tous les risques importants pour notre entreprise. En plus, mon rôle doit encourager la création et l'avancement de pratiques qui s'alignent sur la propension au risque et les objectifs d'affaires de FAC. Donc, c'est un rôle qui comprend beaucoup de responsabilités diverses. 
Oui, euh, le rôle est très divers, absolument, et un rôle j'aime beaucoup aussi, à la même temps. C'est parfait. <rire> oui, c'est important d'aimer ce qu'on fait. Et pourquoi avez-vous décidé d'étudier le français? Ah, bonne question. FAC est une entreprise nationale avec les bureaux partout au Canada. Dans l'équipe de risque, il y a environ 300 employés et plusieurs sont bilans. Étant donné que uh, il est important pour moi d'avoir la compétence de parler dans la langue préférée de mes collègues et de nos clients. Ça, c'est la première raison à mon avis, pour ma décision d'étudier le français. Oui, il y a certainement beaucoup d'avantages professionnels à être bilingue ou être capable de travailler dans une façon bilingue. Oui, oui. And we can transition perhaps to the English part of our discussion. And here at Les Bons Mots, we always like to know about our guest language learning journey. When did you begin learning French? Well, it, it was a long time ago now, but like most Canadians, I started quite young with some foundational French classes in elementary and high school. But unlike you, Britta, languages are not my passion. Um, <laughs> I would be much more biased towards numbers for sure. And so as soon as I didn't have to take those core French classes in elementary school and the like, I did not take them. And so that for sure is a decision that I do have some regrets about at this point in my life. But c'est la vie. It was the path I took. Fast forward now 20 years later and I find myself working for a national organization with bilingual and francophone teammates. And so it's pretty clear to me that I do have to invest in and grow my skills in French. My humble beginnings are just not going to be enough. And those that I work with deserve more. And that's how it all got started for me. I think a lot of us can relate to the experience that you had with high school French, where for I think both of us, it was certainly not enough to prepare us to work effectively in French to really any extent. It was quite quite a basic education. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you continue to develop your skills once you were at FCC and it became clear that it was important for you to pursue French? Yeah, well, I started slow, taking an hour or two of French each week, and I did that sort of rhythm for several years. I would then sprinkle in a couple weeks of intensive training at the local university, which helped for sure, gave me a bit of a boost. And this was more or less the approach I took for about a decade. And as part of that approach, I developed a decent understanding, I'd say, of the language, its structure and, and the different rules. But absolutely found it difficult to gain the confidence to use the language with comfort and, and the ease that I was wanting to use it with. That said, though, I definitely have to acknowledge the many, many French teachers that I've had over the last 10, 15 years on this slow and steady journey. They were extremely patient and supportive of my desire to learn French while juggling 
different things for my day job. And uh, yeah, I, I certainly would not want to suggest that it was more me and the pace that I put at it. That was why I had to pivot to a different format. But for sure, my French teachers were very supportive over the years. So despite everyone's efforts, that slow and steady approach worked, but it wasn't working enough. And so that led to my decision to do something more intensive here this fall. Let's talk a little bit about that. You mentioned you were working at a slower pace of French studies, given that you have demanding professional role and obviously a personal life as well to manage, and that you had some intensive periods of study at the local university. You alluded to pivoting, and I know you're doing a hybrid program of online and in-person intensive language training. What does that involve? So I, I made the choice in the early part of this fall, fall of 2021, to register for a two-month intensive training program. And the program was done through ACA, and it's worked out perfectly for me. I basically balance my time between Quebec and Regina. And that's just really allowed me, in my opinion, to benefit from both locations while at the same time advancing my skills significantly, I would say. So studying in Regina has allowed me to balance that personal side of my life, as you alluded to. And so while I'm here, I can focus on my studies, learn online, and not completely disrupt everything on the personal front. And then I spent a better part of a month studying in Quebec as well, which has really allowed me to immerse myself in the language and the culture. And actually, I have found that exposure to be incredibly helpful because understanding the culture actually helps one understand the language at a deeper level, in my opinion. So the program has worked out perfectly for me. It may not work for everyone, but for my situation and, and where I'm at in my language journey, I think the program has been excellent. You mentioned that you're able to gain a deeper cultural understanding through your time in Quebec City. Can you think of an example of this? I think a, an example, maybe not a, a perfect one, but an example would be the the pitfalls that Anglophones would fall into, I imagine most Anglophones, definitely myself, would be this desire to translate while we're learning. And I have found that while in Quebec, I have become more comfortable abandoning that need to translate literally every word I hear, but rather just experience the words and make sense of it in the context. And so what I find incredibly amusing and um, just genuine about the language is the the emotion in it. So while in a coffee shop or while in a shopping center, you will hear the Quebecois use phrases like may we, may we. And I just, I just, and at the beginning, I found myself wanting to understand but why are we saying, but yes, but yes. And and after a while, I realized, no, 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 you just have to abandon the desire to translate Karina. And that's just some of the cultural aspects of the Quebecois that 
have helped me abandon some tendencies in my learning process. It's such a great moment in our learning when we can let go a little bit of that word for word translation and trust our ability to rely on the context and to understand the bigger picture of what's going on. It's, I don't know if it feels that way for you, but I certainly had that, that same moment and that same feeling. And yeah, yeah. I is I do it all the time, abandon the, the crutch of translating word for word, but definitely progress on that front. And I owe it all to the experience of being immersed in the province. A lot of us experience a big jump in our abilities when we do have the chance to be immersed. You know, it's it really gives us a chance to live the language in a way that's hard if you're not in that kind of language environment, for sure. What are some of the things that you love about learning French? Well, I do enjoy a good challenge. I'm always up for stretch assignments and and while I must say that this one is definitely bigger than many I've taken on, I really do enjoy the process of learning a language and the history and culture behind it. I'm also enjoying the intonation and emotion in the language. The sounds and the placement of emphasis in a word in French is, is really unlike anything in English. And so I've had a good number of laughs at myself over my challenges in terms of nailing that placement, but it's made the process of learning the language fun. And then lastly, but most importantly, I would say I really respect the discipline the language has towards politeness, whether it be the vouvoyer or the tutoyer or the conditional verb tenses. It's really quite an elegant and impressive language. Doesn't make it easy to learn, certainly not, but you've got to respect the level of detail and consideration in the language. So I think those would be the three things I'd mark out as what I enjoy the most in terms of this challenge. The French language is beautiful and also very rigorous. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of our listeners will relate to what you're saying, because for many of us who are learning a language, there are different aspects we can enjoy. At the same time, we all encounter challenges as part of the learning process. You mentioned earlier that your natural bent is more towards mathematics and analytical skills and a little bit less towards the language. For you personally, what has been challenging about learning French? Oh, I've had a couple of main challenges that I've had to overcome. The key one that I'd emphasize first would be this constant discomfort associated with making yourself vulnerable. No one really wants to be awkward when communicating or to be misunderstood ever. Yet both are things that I would experience every single day during my intensive language training. And I'd be lying if I said the inner perfectionist inside of me enjoyed all of that. So the constant discomfort of sounding maybe a little less clear than what you'd like would be the, the, the first challenge that I've had to work through. And, and for sure, that's more of a psychological one. The second challenge would be grammatical. I still struggle to remember all the verb conjugations correctly and to differentiate 
conditional and future with ease or imparfait as well gets mixed in there sometimes. So it's a journey for sure, both a psychological one as well as a technical grammar one. But like I said earlier, I'm up for the challenge and all things worth having aren't easy. And so it's a road I'm on and I'm enjoying it. Definitely one of the big challenges of French for people who are not Francophone is learning all of those conjugations because there's a high degree of memorization that we need. And we always have to be patient with ourselves and remember it takes a few goes. I think I just did my third pass with the subjunctive and it's coming, but I still have plenty of those subjunctive forms of the verbs that I still need to memorize. There's lots of irregularities. So it's it's always a work in progress when it comes to that degree of memorization. Absolutely. Not my favorite part of the language, I must admit, but uh, work in progress, as you say. How do you stay motivated when the learning process gets challenging? You said you're always up for a challenge. What is your secret to keeping your motivation high? Well, I don't think I've got it mastered or completely figured out, but I do realize that learning a second language is not a quick fix. It's a long process, and I do know that there's going to be setbacks and, and stallouts. So what I try to do is enjoy the small wins when they happen, uh, and that'll give me energy and fill my cup, so to speak, to take on that next uphill march, whether it be the subjunctive tense that you speak of or pick an aspect of the, the language. I do get frustrated at times, without a doubt. Yet, after I work through that initial emotion, I always remind myself, that this is just how it's supposed to be. It's not a quick fix. It is a process. And there's this saying that if you're you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. And I really reference or reflect on that saying quite often uh, because I am a big believer in that. All things good kind of happen outside that comfort zone. And I'm I'm always a big fan of continuous self-improvement. So all these things combined keep me going, keep me motivated, and help me work through those natural periods of frustration that we all have when we're in a bit of a setback stage. And you mentioned some of those small wins, and I completely agree. Can you think of an example of a small win that you enjoyed recently? For sure. A couple, in fact. My last week in Quebec City... I had to return an item that I had purchased at one of the stores nearby. And like a month prior to that, there's no way I would have gone through that process entirely in French. But at this particular point, I was feeling confident in my ability to converse with the clerk at the desk. And I, yeah, I completed the entire process en français. So I would say that was definitely a... Um, a small win that I took stock in. The second experience happened to be um, a time when I was riding in a taxi and the taxi driver and I started to talk. And after a while, I shared with him that I was in the city learning French. And it was just a wonderful exchange between him and I. And he explained how he was learning English and some of the tricks that he was using. But yeah, he and I had 
perhaps a bit of a clumsy conversation en français, but we got through it nonetheless. And I walked away with some really helpful tips from a gentleman that I, I may never see again, but uh, he was uh, super kind and super helpful in my learning journey. Oh, that's such a great moment to have those moments of exchange where we realize that the purpose of a language is not necessarily to be perfect all the time. It's to communicate and to have those moments of sharing and that opportunity, as you said, to share a, a kind word, some advice, to perform a transaction. And being able to do that is when you can recognize, hey, a month ago, I couldn't have done that. And now I can. It's really a great moment. Exactly. You got to take stock of the small wins when they happen, because like I said, they get you through some more challenging times. And I'm sure I'm not the only person listening who's curious about what kind of advice your taxi driver gave you or any other advice that you might have as someone who's going through this language learning journey. What kind of tips and advice would you offer to others who are in the same situation of learning a language? Well, First and foremost, I would encourage everyone to practice self-kindness and be patient with yourself. As mentioned a few times, it's a long process with setbacks and stallouts. And so I don't think anyone does themselves a favor if they take those setbacks too seriously. So practicing self-kindness and being patient is key, in my opinion. Easier said than done, but key nonetheless. And then you just mentioned it a, a minute ago. It's so important to take stock of the progress you make. You may not notice progress one day over the next, but noticing your progress one month over the next or one year to the next that is where you can really celebrate your accomplishments and give yourself the boost that you need to carry on. And so those would be two really good tips that work for me. If you're interested, the gentleman in the taxi suggested that I practice reading a French article or a French book out loud each and every day. The discipline of seeing the words on the page combined with the getting the mouth accustomed to using those words is an important body reflex. And so I found that to be insightful and something that I've squeezed into my schedule as well, even if it's just five, 10 minutes. Practicing a, a, a bit of eye and mouth movement at the same time is uh, has been helpful. Mm, excellent. Thank you so much for sharing that advice and for satisfying my curiosity about the conversation you had with the gentleman in the taxi. Karina, your story made me think about perseverance in language learning, which is such an important part of this project. And it made me think specifically about the expression to stay the course. How would you define this expression? Oh, I think that's a great expression, Britta. And I think it, it's exactly the right one to use in the context of learning French. Recognizing that learning a second language is a journey with many detours and setbacks along the way is an important part of the process. And then with time and energy, you do ultimately get to your destination. But 
you have to stay the course and persevere through the setbacks and the detours. But ultimately, you will get to your desired end state. And so I think that expression is an excellent fit for the journey that I'm on, as well as uh, many of your listeners, I imagine. I think it sums it up well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we pursue a goal. We pursue the process, even when it's difficult in order to achieve our goals. So I hope that everybody listening continues to stay the course on their own language learning journey, whether they're learning English, French, or any other language as well. It's relevant to all of us to keep us going. Karina, thank you so much for joining me today on Les Bonbons, and thank you for sharing your language learning journey with our audience. Ah, safe plaisir. Uh, it was a great opportunity. Really appreciate it, and uh, bon chance. That brings us to the end of this week's episode of Les Bon Mots. Come visit us on our website at lesbonmots.ca. We have a lot of content on our blog where we post regularly about news, culture, and language learning, and you can find our language learning videos link there as well. Do you have any questions or suggestions? We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at lesbonmots at lesateliers.ca or find us on Facebook and Instagram at lesateliers.ca. Reach out to us if you're interested in learning more about our language training programs or if you want to talk to us about ways in which you can improve your skills. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and follow us wherever you get your podcasts to help other language learners find us and to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Thanks again and happy practicing.